This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com slash ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com slash ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal, but I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You are listening to iFanboy Special Edition Podcast, Green Lantern. of the mystic guardians of the universe on the far distant planet Oa, Hal Jordan test pilot becomes the Green Lantern, a cosmic crusader whose magical power ring at his bidding accomplishes the impossible. His continuing fight against interplanetary evil, Green Lantern, guardian of the galaxy. Hey, you are listening to the iFanboy Special Edition podcast on Green Lantern. I am Josh Flanagan. I'm here with Ron Richards. Hey. 
and Connor Kilpatrick. We are hello. five fanboys.com. Whoa, Sorry. hello. Do I get to say hello or what? <laughs> Listen, I know I know what you're going to say. <laughs> So what's the point? Jerk. We are we. I am sorry. Uh, we are from ifanboy.com, and we like to talk about comic book movies, movies based on uh, superheroes and comics. Well, normally, like we like to talk about comic books, but every now and then we talk about comic book movies. You're gonna, gonna let me get to it? Yeah. See, they have to have a script and do it every time. Me, I fly loose and free. Sometimes it doesn't work out, but sometimes, L- listen, sometimes magic. There's no script when we do these special exactly. shows. Buddy. That's true. Yeah. That's true. We are going to talk about the uh, Green Lantern movie, which was just released. It came out this Friday, and uh, we've been talking about it for a long time, eagerly examining every still and trailer and casting rumor and things. And, and now the time is finally here. Here's your word of, word of warning. If you haven't uh, seen the movie and you don't want to be spoiled, don't listen, because we are going to talk about it in detail. Um, uh, what, did you guys look at my proposal to change the name from iFanboy to iMusic tr- uh, Movie t- uh, Still Site? I blew that joke. Fuck. Anyway, so, <laughs> we're not on today. <laughs> no, we're not. It's hot. Yeah, it is hot. hot. I, it's hot. It, I'm here in New York, and it's hot. Anyway, so spoiler warning. Yes, we're going to talk about what happens in the movies. Connor, do you want to give us the setup? The, of the film? Yes. Well, no, like who, who did it? What's the you, – you know, yeah, sure. you, normally you've got that information well, handy. I my brain offline because Josh was running the show. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> and directed by Martin Campbell. Jeff Johns was a producer. A co-producer. Producer of uh, mm-hmm. DC Entertainment. This, this is DC Entertainment's first big foray into a non-Batman Superman film because they'd like to replicate the success Marvel's had doing, doing films with their lesser-known characters. <laughs> Comic book writer Mark Guggenheim was one of the writers. One Michael of four. Green. Michael Green is one of the writers. He also does some comics starring Ryan Reynolds as Hal Jordan. And that's basically, I mean, that's basically it. That was a big cast. Mm-hmm. Mark Strong as um, Sinestro. Mark Strong as Sinestro. Peter Skarsgård. Sarsgård. 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 There's Heartgard and Skarsgård by Peter Skarsgård. Zelen Skarsgård and Alex Skarsgård. Blake Lively, recently nude on the internet, was playing. And the voices of Jeffrey Rush and Michael Clark. I have to make a note about that. I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. Yeah, so that was the Green Lantern movie, and uh, so that it came out, and that, that happened. So come back next time. We'll talk about <laughs> right, um, yeah. oh, Captain wait. America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so okay, so before we, you know, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about what we liked about the movie, what we didn't like about the movie. But a minute later, I've been on the edge of my seat to know Connor. Did it deliver for you? Here's my my overall impression. First of all, I went to the midnight screening. Okay. Which it, apparently it did well midnight screening wise. It did better than Thor, but well, my theater was empty. Well, currently right now we're recording this on Saturday, and Friday, uh, the midnight screenings did about three million on 3. midnight. Three million, and yeah. f- by Friday the estimate right now is twenty one point six million, which isn't chump change. You it's know? tracking better it... than X Men, were slightly below Thor. You see, and that you see, and that makes sense because X Men had no marketing, while Green Lantern had marketing at the Wazoo. And yeah. and I, I, my guess, I was actually on the phone with a friend of mine earlier, and I said, you know, I bet this is going to do better than X Men, a little worse than Thor. Yeah, I didn't see uh, I didn't see X Men hohos anywhere. Right, exactly. But by the way, X Men. By the way, X Men is up to 111 million. So all the naysayers about it not being a, a financial success. Yes, it is. Oh, and it'll it'll yeah. make that money. Sorry. Anyway, so Connor- right, so I think it was not a good movie, but not a bad movie. I thought it was very much just a disappointing movie. Yep. In that there yep. was a lot of things about it that I enjoyed. I like the first the first 20 minutes or so. I was like, wow, this is I'm really enjoying this, and then. <laughs> Almost immediately, basically as soon as Hal gets the ring, is when the problems start to develop. Yep. Um, I, I would go sooner than that, but I'll get to that. My, no, I, I really enjoyed it up until the ring part. I enjoyed all the stuff yeah. with Hal in the beginning, the, the dog fight in the air. I thought it did a really good job of explaining yeah, who Hal was. Yeah, that was familiar. That's who he is, though. So that, that did a really good job of explaining who Hal was. And then I, I think the, big, the biggest problem with this movie was the fact that it was, only, it was less than two hours. Yep. And they crammed in oh. way too much so that 
We never spent any time with anyone. Exactly. And that, so, so my assumption, my, not my assumption, but my evaluation of the movie is that I think it's on par with like the Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, I think it's very much smack. It's not bad. Yep, it's not. I would it's, put it with Jonah Hex. I wouldn't. I would, there's definitely parts I would want to see again. Exactly. <laughs> I think I think a lot of people have been a little too harsh on it, honestly, by saying it's the worst thing ever and blah blah blah. I think I think that's a natural kind of overreaction. It wasn't a bad movie. It was. An, it was. Hang on. It was an uninspired movie. Very average in every possible way, and, and it lacked that je ne sais quoi, that Thor, X-Men, Iron Man, even the Dark Knight and yeah. Batman Begins had. That, that little bit of magic just you, wasn't there. You know what it wasn't? What? It wasn't cool. It wasn't. Yeah. There was nothing cool about it. Yeah. There's whatever it is, they can make those Marvel movies on a shoestring budget, and they're kind of hokey and whatever, but they have something to them that's cool. Yeah, but it's that little bit of magic. No, but I think this one, a, this th- one felt like there was too many people making too many. Yeah, I, that's oh, what yeah. I. Re- I really think that this got chunked, got chewed up by the Hollywood Warner Brothers process, and for, for whatever reason, I don't know what magic Nolan can bring to it. Nolan's got clout. He, he, wor- he works in his garage and just gets it done. And and, and the thing is, Batman Begins and Dark Knight, which I want, I want to be fair, and not always compare this to a Marvel movie. I compare it to another DC movie batman the batman movies have a little bit of magic to them and this one just lacked it there's one really good thing about the movie i thought and that was mark strong well yeah well let's see what josh let's see what josh thinks and then we'll go go through the good point i think that we i think that we really heard a lot of very negative reviews really terrible and i was like oh it's gonna be horrible and it wasn't it wasn't that horrible i would say that there were parts where I liked it, and there were parts that I thought it definitely showed uh, promise. And I was like, I, I enjoyed this part of it. Like, like at certain points, I think I was like, okay, Ryan Reynolds is doing this right now. Yeah. There was even certain points where Blake Lively wasn't horrible. She wasn't horrible. No, there, there were. There, I mean, the, she was definitely not horrible. There were, no. Part, no, I mean, there were parts, and we're going to get into this more specifically. But like, there were times when it was being done right. Yeah. I, I, um, but there was lots of times when it wasn't. It was just frighteningly average with. Bits of really cool and then bits of really awful. Yeah. And all of those things mixed together do not stir the soul, yeah. I suppose. And, and at the end, I thought – I actually thought it was too much of a comic book movie. It's one of those things like I don't – I, I haven't really noticed whether people are saying like, no, oh, it's it too – I thought it was too little of a comic book movie. Well, I mean that in the fact like for me, the movie starts off with a 10-minute information dump about a bunch of shit that is completely random and makes no sense unless you've been reading this for a really long time. That's what I thought. I don't think that's true at all. I don't think that's true at all. They laid it out pretty, pretty straightforward. I know, but so why would I care? I want to spend people, time. People don't who don't understand what the Green Lanterns are need to know. Yeah, See, I mean, I think, they need to they need to beat it over their head. It's like if Lord hear, of the Rings. Lord, no one compa- yeah. no one complains about the Lord of the Rings opening. And I, I compared it. I compared it to that exactly. But in Lord of the Rings, I felt like they got away with it. Whereas in this, like I was bored with the explanation. Well, that's because I, I, I think because you know it. I think that, I, mean, I but, knew the explanation. I will, I, will, I, will, I will I will admit that hearing Jeffrey Ross say the Green Power of Will ninety times got a little tiring by the end of it. But I, but again, I think that's because I'm, I know it so well, and so I just think it needed to be a simpler story. Yeah, I agree. Thing. I totally agree. I totally agree. Well, let's uh, let's talk about what, what we liked about it, and then we'll get to what we don't, what, what we think was bad. So, Connor, you like Mark Strong? I thought he was the best part of the movie. He was a fantastic Sinestro. Yes, I, I totally think when agree. we when we make one of those lists in the future of you know great film translations of movie characters, I think Sinestro yeah. has to be on there. He he was so good. Every but the thing is, again, barely in it. Everyone was barely in it. He didn't really have a reason to be I, in it. Is the thing, and unless yeah. you know what happens later. You know, like so, you're kind of like, well, what was the point of it? And Paul actually put it. There's a there's a there's a mid credit scene where he where he gets the yellow ring, 
and switches it over and and like it's a big moment and all fans are like oh and Paul in the comments of the review that he wrote for ifmbar.com Paul Montgomery said that should have happened in act 2 of the sequel. I, I totally like, totally agree. Like basically absolutely ba- basically right. if you ask not me, earned at all. If yeah, if, yeah. You, if you ask me and now we're getting into our criticism but it's fine we can go for it. Um if you ask me this movie should have been who is Hal? Hal gets the ring, a longer Oa training sequence. Yep. Right? Give us some more investment on Oa and the Green Lantern Corps and then have him fight Hammond or something, have an Earth-based villain and have him become a superhero on Earth, and then have it end with something coming, you know, the threat of Parallax or whatever, then your second movie is Sinestro going bad, Dark, Empire Strikes Back, and then the third movie is Defeating Parallax. Like, if you ask me, that's the arc it should have gone, and I feel like they, Parallax, Parallax confused this movie. And if you ask yeah. me, one of my, one of my, one of the things I think was good about the movie, in addition to Mark Strong, which I thought was great, Peter Sarsgaard, up until the head uh, expansion yeah. he was, was really good. Was fantastic. I, I, I didn't even yeah. mind it after that because I liked him as a villain. I actually really liked him as a comic book villain because on the one hand, like he wasn't a big powerful dude. Yeah. But he still had powers. He was still threatening. Yep. And in fact, in every way, and they were they were playing this up. But in every way, he was opposite of Hal Jordan. Yeah, no, like, exactly. Uh, and, and that's and that and that's what he is in the comics. I mean, he's this fo- he's this he's this opposite foil to Hal Jordan in that where they they both have desires and wants, and Hector Hammond is so physically deformed, and Hal is handsome. You know, like it, it it's that it's that yin and yang kind of thing. And I really feels like they wasted Hammond. Now he's dead. I absolutely agree. Yeah. And I thought, I thought, well, you've got a good sort of villain going on here. And I thought that was, and then they just killed him. And I was like, well, that was, well, that, nice. that was part of the parallax was barely in it. And then he, then yeah. he appears. You don't really feel yeah. any danger from him because you yeah. don't know what he's capable of. And I, him and you, they build him, build him up. And then suddenly he dies very quickly by, by the hand of parallax. Yeah. And that was part of the two minutes in space, two minutes on earth, two minutes yep. in space, two minutes on exactly. earth, two minutes in space, two minutes I, on earth. There was no momentum built in any story because you're constantly jumping between the, between them. Exactly. I had a thought that, that I think Peter Sarsgaard would have made a pretty good Joker. Okay. Yeah, I think like, he probably would. Yeah, he's, he's, like he's, he's a really good actor and he's got, he does creepy really well, yeah. like smiling creepy. Oh, it was, I mean, there was some great, like the party scene when he was talking to, to Carol and like, yeah. like I got, I got, Hector Hammond that, up until the point where he goes home and his head gets bent. That's when I thought it was all downhill, and it was just like and it was, yeah, and I kind of like that. Still because, good at that point. Yeah, it was it still was good, but I thought, but good. I just felt like it was being wasted. And that's what it, it was. Elephant Man. So aside, aside from Mark Strong and Peter Sarsgaard, anything uh, else good? I I think that the moments I, we spent such a long time with Hal Jordan going, oh, I'm not good enough, yeah. that I got really tired of him. So finally, at the very end of the movie, when he started to become competent and use the ring, and like when he was like. Uh, when he was fighting Parallax at the end, and you actually got to see him use the ring a little bit on Earth, I actually I enjoy, and he had once he had confidence and he was flying around. Like I was like, okay, now I'm, I'm playing with Green Lantern a little bit, and that felt kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I like that. Final fight where he basically is Green Lantern at that point. Yeah, yeah, that felt very much like Green Lantern. I thought I thought the constructs, the effects for the constructs looked really good. The, yes. the way they were used, stuff like that. And now now let's transition into what was bad. I thought the well, I, thought, uh, I thought thought Ryan Reynolds was good. Well, I admittedly I'll 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 own up to my bias. I but I thought he was awful. He ruined. You the, hate him. You, I hate him. No, I do hate him, but he was not Hal Jordan to me. He was not Hal Jordan to me in any any regard in terms of bravery, fearlessness. You know, I mean, Hal Jordan is somebody who I I love Green Lantern. I love Green Lantern for years, and and I, I he's not Hal Jordan. Yeah, but, but the thing is, with movie characters, you have to have an arc of acceptance. You can't no, I understand have, that. I understand that. So but, he has to be. He has to grow into Hal. He grew into Green Lantern. We know at the end. Yeah, he has to though. He I, I, but for that. me, I didn't buy it. By the end of the movie, I still. I thought, you he, don't like Ryan Reynolds. I know. I know. I, I thought the process was a little wonky. Yeah. It, I don't. It just didn't. Every, 
everything was right. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad they fixed the feet. I'm glad they gave him like boot kind of things. It he didn't, they didn't. He had toes. He just never saw them. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, it looked like boots. Okay, so the feet didn't bother me. I thought the the, co- the costumes oh, great. The costume kind of worked. It didn't. I didn't 100 percent work for me. I thought the yellow lantern costume in the mid in the mid credit sequence looked a lot better than the green one. I thought the mask and the eyes were awful. I loved it. Oh thing, God! The thing, all, why did he need a mask? They never explained why he needed a mask. That was the joke in the movie. He didn't yeah. need the mask. Right, I know, but it was just so we kept on coming back. Because, that was really funny. Because yeah. he wears, because he's a superhero, he wears the mask. I mean, yeah. That's like, I mean, that's he has to. Yeah, I know. It's, the whole, they, the whole they, thing they, about it was, it was the I thought, it, in many ways, the most faithful superhero costume we've ever seen on film, because it actually was a painted guy's body, which is what yeah. superhero costumes sure, are. Yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah, just, I just, I mean, the, with the lines and with the energy flowing. That's through my favorite it. part because it's a construct too. Yeah. The suit's also a construct, so it should be glowing. Yeah. They can't. They can't pull that off in the comic pages. It's the one thing film can do that comics can't is yeah. show that this costume is made of light. So in that sense, I thought it was it was fantastic because yeah, it actually it did work for me. That yeah. that was fine. That didn't bother me. Um, I thought Oa and the other land. Basically, it all goes down to the fact that there wasn't enough time spent on anything. But I thought I thought Oa and the other lanterns didn't were didn't work enough. It wasn't awe-inspiring as it should have been. And it I, thought, yeah, I, thought, I thought Yoda was going to be jumping around, fighting a lightsaber, yeah, no. and Boss I mean, Mass was going to show was the, up. That was the whole thing. I mean, when Sinestro took all the lanterns out to fight to fight Parallax, that was two seconds. It was, yeah, yeah, exactly. oh. it was, it was, yeah. It was It was so... I feel like there was an opportunity there, and you could see the opportunity. As you said, there was a film in there yeah. that you could, you could make a trilogy... Basically, you could make a trilogy out of the whole story that happened in the first movie. Yes, yep. But Agreed. they crammed a trilogy's worth of story into one sub-two-hour film. I hope that's not to, with the purpose in the next movie and the next movie to add in all the colored lanterns. I mean, they probably are. By the third one, I imagine I wouldn't be surprised if we see a red lantern. Well, did too, you watch the whole many. credits? Yeah, I did. Did you notice in the background all the different colors flying around? Yes, I did. Did you guys have the? Did you say to the end of the credits? Around? I did. I said till the, I saw the uh, the the go read Green Lantern comics at the end. Like put that right at the end of the movie, not at the end of the credits. Oh, yeah. Oh. Don't put, yeah, don't let anybody see that. Yeah, oh, God. You can't put the end of the movie though. That's that's too jarring. But it, my biggest problem was it was up for about, on the screen for about two seconds. Yeah, exactly. The whole problem with the movie in general. Exactly. Yeah, no, I think and I think that absolutely sums it up. And it, it comes down to that it was just woefully average, and I think it got. Chewed up in the whole Hollywood process. Admittedly, I don't like Ryan Reynolds. I thought Blake Lively was. I mean, I watch her in Gossip Girl, so I know her. Really, you know, I, I, I've seen her act really well, and I don't think she's a very good actress. Um, but it, it, she didn't. She didn't ruin it as much. Well, she um, doesn't do so. It was her, fine. She, yeah. Her first scene was, was bad. awful. That was the worst. And, and it yeah. sort of set the tone for everything, where she was just like uh, angry. F- Overly aggressive for no reason. And yeah. Then after that, she actually had a couple scenes like, okay, she's not really awful here. And I, I don't the scene where she recognized Green Lantern. As, as yeah, a, yeah. I don't was... think that the script did her any favors. No. I, I think a lot of the dialogue had a lot of the things that, when we, we saw Watchmen. Some of that dialogue that looks fine on paper kill, just farts yeah. all over the place yeah. in, in real life. And I think that happened a little bit. I really, I think that this was here. I think that this was too much of a comic book movie for most audiences. I think it was a little inside. I think it was a little fan service. It's just all these. No, I, but I didn't see any fan service. There, there was, was not, hardly I, any fan there service. There was no, no fan the service. Worst, uh, was the Let coda. Me that was the only fan service. Thing. Yeah. But it was just all of this ambiguous information about all this stuff that that. No, know, no. I think I, I, I think I know. I think I know what you're trying to say. I mean, I think basically what it is is that I think what it is is that the people making the movie are tried to make a comic book movie. And didn't. And so what you, what you, basically what you have is you have the comic book fans are disappointed because it didn't have all the stuff that they'd wanted and it fall, fell a little short of what our expectations are. You and know, the average viewer is 
the average person is confused by it and doesn't get it all because they're not reading. It's like basically they, they tried to play both sides in the middle and failed for both audiences. Well, like what I'm what I'm thinking is that you know when you know like it's it's like when you try to explain Star Wars, it sounds dumb. Yeah. So or in like you know the parody when when uh, Walter Matthau's like Jawas what ah this is stupid like but the thing was Star Wars and, and Lord of the Rings to an extent is a movie that grabbed you in a certain way so that you cared. And you paid yeah. attention, but I don't think this gave you enough chance to do it. So then you don't care, and then all of a sudden that information just becomes like, well, all right. It's, it's lacking the magic that, that Ron says. Yes. Yep. Interestingly enough, on IMDb, they list uh, someone that's playing John Stewart, who I guess was oh, in the film. In that party scene, I was like, Jeff Johns is in here somewhere. I, I was looking, yeah. I, was <laughs> looking. I saw him. Yeah. Oh, you did? I think he was one of the caterers. It was a really quick it was I, I might be wrong, but it was a really quick shot and I was like, There he is. Because from the very beginning of the party you go, This is where everyone's gonna be. And if you looked behind the characters who were acting, there was a bunch of dudes who looked like, you know, editors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was like, these are all people. Yeah. It just there was there was nothing to hold you didn't really get a good sense of Hal's family was in it for, like everyone was in it for two seconds and then his yep. the flashback to his father was two seconds. I mean everything was just like so everything was they, not- harped, they harped on those things a little too much, which is something that I think again you can do in in comics because sort of every month you go back and you get a little more of it. But like in this, it was like his father had no, you know, it, it, over and over the same concepts: the yellow, the green willpower, the this. But it didn't really. I don't know. Like they go, he goes up to the Guardians Jedi Council and you know explains that they had to do the like harness the fear, but there was no reason for anything there was no compelling emotion behind anything in I those in yeah those i think you needed one villain that was a problem yep yep the, I agree. the biggest problem you needed to focus on one of the storylines and i and i this thing i think this i think the, i think they make hal a hero on earth you know like give him a reason to get, have him have him have half the training happen on oa he knows how to use the ring he knows what to do then have him become a hero on earth and then pull him into space for the next movie i think that's where it should have gone i mean and, and i don't work in hollywood who knows what the hell i'm talking about whether i know any of this stuff but well, i mean that that's what i just felt like like you you kind of you're absolutely right they just everything was truncated and crammed into it and even x-men was two hours give me 15 more minutes it was funny because I was I was texting somebody right up until it started, and then I texted them back when it was done, and they and they were like, "It's over." Yeah. Like that's you were gone. It went by long. very quick. It went by very quick. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't like Transformers when I was like, "God, I need to leave. Why can't I get out of here? Yeah. I'll go to the bathroom and see if that kills some time." Um, it was just. I think <laughs> my biggest my biggest feeling of coming out was disappointment. Which imagine is not, not, not the feeling I had coming out of like Jonah Hex or Punisher wanted or whatever. Yeah. Oh man, remember remember Jonah Hex? Oh, um, let's talk about how when we came out of Jonah Hex, we couldn't stop talking about how bad it was. Whereas when I came out of this, I kept, couldn't stop talking about how disappointed and how what much a missed opportunity it was. Yeah, to- yeah exactly, it felt exactly. like that. Well, the thing is, I don't see this driving many people to go read comics, yeah. and that's sad. I think that there was a little much sort of blatant. Things that had happened in like Iron Man, like like let's fly the thing really high so that it fails. I was like, they did that scene yeah, yeah. in another really big movie, yeah. and so that that was a little similar. Yeah, and the, and that cloud thing, you know, had a face, but other than that, it was awesome. a lot you of, know, like, the thing I, is, they that's the Fantastic Four element yep, of the Galactus. Exactly. Yeah. Galactus should fight Parallax in the next movie. Yeah, I mean, that'd be awesome. I did like two clouds that, fighting for two hours. The, the, <laughs> I, the, the, you could feel they tried to ape Iron Man in the tone, yes, but the yeah. thing Iron Man was. It was ninety percent focused on Tony, Tony whereas yep. this was all over the place. Where if it just streamlined it, Iron Man's a very streamlined movie. If you watch and, it again, it's yeah. very, it's very. There's not a lot going on. Well, in all it. the all the Marvel movies are same thing with Thor. Thor is really streamlined. Well, Thor, there was there was stuff going. There was multiple storylines going on at once. But yeah. Iron Man's basically there was just just the stuff with Tony. Where this said this said two, they were all, they had like they shotgunned this movie. There was stuff can going you, on all over the place. Can you imagine if in this movie? Uh, just assume it went well and a sequel is 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 a done deal. Can you imagine if in this movie Sinestro and Hal 
form a relationship yep. and become yeah. very close, and and then they hit you with that Darth Vader shit in the second movie. That's yeah, why, exactly. That's the unearned part. There's no there's no emotional relevance to him putting the yellow ring on. How him. how how much how great would that be? How much would that blow away? Yep. You know, audiences. They yeah. totally blew that. They, they blew it. They blew it. Yeah, it's sad. It's really. You sad. don't. You don't feel like you know Sinestro. So and, when and, he changes and, to when he, you know when he goes to the yellow side or whatever you want to call it, he, it's like okay, if you don't if you know it like for me it was like oh cool but for everyone else it's like. Right, and and the thing is, I don't think they adequately because it's a tough concept and and tying colors to emotions and things like that. But you, you, they never really, I feel as if they never really explained why he if he's such a badass and such a great Green Lantern, why would he go to the power of fear then? Yeah, you know, yeah, what I mean, you're like, right. We didn't know. We actually didn't know him. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yep. So while he was sort of he was sort of commanding when he was on screen, there wasn't anything to back it up. But it's hard for me to judge a little because I do know. Yeah. So like I can't watch it with fresh eyes like that. I, there's some of it that I was like I couldn't tell you if that was any good or not. It felt like my instincts would be like it's too much. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I think that we're all pretty much on the same page in that it was in that it, it, the scenes were too short. They tried to cram too much into it, and ultimately this was a a, a average to slightly below average movie. I guess. Yeah. C C minus. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, is which, I, which I, goes, I, 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 I went. I would go D D plus. No, I would. Wow. Yeah. I got CC minus. Yeah. Yeah. There were there were redeeming there were redeeming moments to it. There were things that were where you had glimpses of it could be cool. Whereas it, you know there was not a moment in Jonah Hex where I was like, oh, that's good. There was there was like this Nothing might here. be good. Oh, it's not. Half of it was half not half, but there was parts. There was a good section hey, of I would want to see again. You know, so I I'd give it a C. Let me tell you, if if they had somehow worked in the Super Mario Brothers cannon boat in uh in this movie, I would have I would have got up to a C minus then. <laughs> I love that boat. That boat with the big bullets. With the, oh, that was great. That boat. The boat must have been so deep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It kept going. I know. No, they were good. For, I like you know. I like the whole car track scene where he saved. That was fun. Yeah. There was good things, but it was fun. Moments. I know. I thought. The, I thought the contracts and the effects were great. I thought they were really cool. I, thought I also. Just, I wanted more of that. I wanted more yes. training. More time at Kilowog. More. You know, like oh, it was. Yeah. I liked his working out how to use the ring. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in that he. In that, like, at first, like, he was just like, ah, this, you know, and it was like, that doesn't really make sense, but that's kind of what you would do. You're sort of working on instinct, and as he gets better, you know, he does more things. Uh, and I, I mean, thought like, that was really cool. He did, he did three lessons with Kilowog, and then Sinestro comes in to, to smack him down, and that was it. It was, uh, yeah, there should have been, like, that should have been a like half an hour of the movie. Was on Owen training and give us a real feel for the lanterns and what he had. And it was they like, this, build, and that's how you build the relationships between the characters. Exactly. You have him go on a mission with Sinestro. I don't know, whatever. But then he comes back and he's like, "Yeah, I quit." And it's like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah. if you quit, why they let you keep the ring?" And then, and then, yeah. yeah, I was like, and then, and then, the, the little nitpicks, like, how did he know Hammond was doing what he was doing? I mean, I know the ring blinked. The ring, but, the ring took him to it. Yeah, but it just happened so quickly, and it was yeah, just no, so, I, yeah. I I hated how everybody was connected on Earth. Yes. Oh yeah. Hammond. Oh, that's the senator's son, oh. and all oh, they grew up with Hat and and. It, Again, like I think that kind of thing kind of works in the comic book, but here it was just like, really, we all know each other. Right. Everybody involved. Yep. Okay. Uh, You're all in the same town. Convenient movie. Yeah. Convenient movie. I see. I, th- I think that I think we should have started with the flight training sequence and then immediately go to Hal Jordan's family and like yep. you get that sense of who he is and, and what he's about. But they did and, that. No, but there was like a whole section beforehand with Abin Sur running from something. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. They make Abin Sur to be great and all he did. That that fight was two seconds and he just ran for most of it. He got hit it, once uh, and then he ran. That it entire was, fight was in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I agree with you there. Introduce that to Hal Jordan, then have him get the ring and then do like the ring gives him all this information of what happened. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So Yeah. Anyway. Instead of telling us. Yeah. But we're Monday, morning, we're Monday morning quarterbacking it. And it's t- I mean, I know it's tough, but. You know. We're here for 
True, true. So, yeah, so it seems like we're all in kind of consensus of it. And go read Paul's review on iFanboy.com. I thought he had some really, really good observations and some stuff. I think he was a little harsh on the star rating, but um, yeah. Yeah, I, I would have gone with a two. Two but his five, criticisms were very valid. Yeah, yes, yeah. they were. They were, yeah. I would have given it two and a half stars if we're talking about star rating. Two yeah. and a half stars. Paul has a degree. Two. Yes, he does. <laughs> I would have gotten two stars, yeah, but okay. Cool, so go to iFanboy.com and you can see all the great comic book stuff there. And then we're going to be back here to talk about... Captain America. Are we doing Transformers? We, yes. Okay, we, let's do it. I'll do it. Too. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Captain America comes out during Comic-Con, so I'm not sure when we're going to talk about it. We're going to figure that out. We yeah. are going to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, don't definitely. Know. We are. Exactly. Yeah. We don't know when exactly. Yeah. Because... We'll figure it out. Comic-Con's busy. So go to iFanboy.com. Stay tuned for all the great comic stuff. And so until next time, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. And I am Josh. By authority of the mystic guardians of the universe... On the far distant planet Oa, Al Jordan test pilot becomes the Green Lantern, a cosmic crusader whose magical power ring at his bidding accomplishes the impossible. In his continuing fight against interplanetary evil, Green Lantern, guardian of the galaxy. Brightest day, blackest night, all that, whatnot. I wouldn't be surprised at that point when the fight is like in front of, ah, whatever. Just you know what? You know what? <laughs> when he charges ring the second time, he didn't have to say the oath. Yeah, yeah exactly. That yeah. was BS. <laughs> However, the thing that everybody made fun of him for in the trailer where he was like, in Brandon, I, you know, yeah. like that, in context, didn't sound so bad. Yeah, it totally worked. Yeah, yeah agreed. That was all right. Yeah.